Hello, hello. No jazz music, because we got a reading for you. Welcome to the back door of Threadings, which is, you know, business in the front, party in the back, and by party I mean it's sad girl hours. Um, new Threadings is the newsletter and podcast where I, your host, East Matsu, discuss the things that keep and collect me, that stitch me together in this world like a quilt. Unambiguously, one of those things is grief. I write about grief all the time, because uh, I be grieving. There's a lot of death in this life, and that's beautiful and tragic and, you know, many other cliched things in between. And I am sitting on mountains of, of writing that I did in college because I was a creative writing major for fun, in journals, and some of that stuff I want to make a part of my public canon, um, but I don't necessarily want it to be for the big bad internet, like... It's not every, you know, it's not everybody. That's the close friends version. So if you're here and you're listening to me mildly overshare on the internet as someone who uh, is a card carrying mildly overshares in creative writing courses, everybody's just going to enjoy our piece. We're going to mind our business. We're going to say thank you for the art. We're going to keep it moving. But anyways, this is a piece that I wrote um, in June of 2018 and it was for an incomplete um, I had just lost a, an aunt that I loved and I hmm, was writing a lot about grief it was the only thing I could think of it was at the top of my skin it was in the marrow of my bones so um, this was me seeing the ocean for in for the first time in a long time as a mountain mountain girly so here it is on grief and God the sea that greets me took his sweet time getting there. 4.54 billions of years ago, enough matter wound itself together to give life to the possibility of life. And she, life, waited 500 million more years for the ocean. The whole earth waited and swelled. And then there he was, bright as the day is long. And now, the sea waits and swells for the love of everyone he's fathered. Pacific today is sleepy and glittering and looking at me. <laughs> looking at me, in this case, means the kind of indirect gaze you make at someone when you don't want them to know that they see you, but they so desperately want to be seen by you. It's a warm day, with a persistent sun and a beautiful horizon, and a handful of people, and somehow he manages to have eyes for everyone. I decided it's too early to get enveloped just yet, so I set down my towel and I lounge. I open my book. I take out my pizza. My clothes are stripped and at my feet so that I can feel as much of the light and the wind and the sand as possible. The seagulls cock their heads and grow bolder as I eat. It's hot now, close to noon, and the ocean seeks to keep me cool. I don't know how long it is that I sleep and wipe the sand off my face and sleep again, but eventually I get up and I make my way out to see him. And he's so cool today. <sighs> Carrying with him all the things he's let have a home in him, like some precious, something precious is bound to his back. Coming in for an embrace with Pacific is not a toes first situation. I walk out while he inhales, and when he comes forth, he sweeps around my knee. 
He's just like my first love in the dead of sleep, rolling over me all at once and folding me into his exhale. I'm wrapped up in four billion years worth of a moment. Myself, on an inhale. Hello, C. He, pulsing. Hello, Ismatu. Hello, Ismatu. Hello, Ismatu. He leaps over me with waves and tags me with seaweed, nestling every bit of himself that he can in my hair and, and the cracks in my skin. When you're hit by a wave, you remember why people sing of the ocean when they worship God. Grace hits you like this, all at once, slaps your indifference and reluctance with salted love. Preserved love. Sick of being filled with little bits of plastic sin from everybody and still here to love you. And eyes for everyone. Just like God. So we sing together. And it's easier to understand such vast infinity with smaller infinity that you can see and taste. When I am back in the desert, I find it easier to breathe. It's eight days later and I'm talking to my sister about the process of existing while numb. I tell her I'm having a hard time remembering the last time I felt real things. I tell her I am grateful for being alive. The sea manages to slip from my closed eyes like he belongs up here at 2,000 feet altitude. He rocks, Pacific, peaceful down my cheeks, onto my fingers, slow as he pleases. Hello, Ismatu. Hello, Ismatu. Hello, Ismatu. The sea that greets me takes his good, sweet time getting there. By some miracle, nearly 20 years ago, Enough matter curled itself into a fist to give life inside this chest cavity, a fighting chance. She waited and waited and waits for the ocean. And if her heart, her beating heart, is swollen enough, sometimes the ocean even appears, bright like fireflies, temporary, fitting in the palm of my hand. He lingers like them too floating down from tired eyes in no hurry, just as salty as ever. A preserved kind of love. Pacific takes time. He takes his time. Thank you for listening. I hope the work of your day including and most especially in regards to the grief, passes through your hands and your body with ease. Or simpler said, peace. <laughs>